Welcome to the third episode of the Wolfcast. I hope you enjoyed the last two episodes. And on this episode, we will be interviewing Pedro Zurbar. Zurbar or Zurbash, uh, he will clarify a little bit how is it best to pronounce his name. Hello, Pedro, how are you? Hey, I'm good, thank you. How are you, Rodrigo? I'm good. Yeah, quite hot here in Portugal. Are you in France at this moment? Is this correct? Yes, I am in France. I am in the uh, office of uh, Wolf France in Lyon. Okay. And uh, tell me a little bit about you. Well, I'm uh, uh, 32 year old. I'm a software engineer. Um, and uh, I've, I'm also the coordinator of uh, Wolf France since 2019. But um, I've been involved uh, with Wolf since about uh, 2013 when I did my first, uh, my first uh, Wolfing trip. Uh, Wolfing experience, and uh, yeah, I'm currently involved with both Wolf Friends and the Federation of uh, Wolf Organizations. And uh, did you remember when uh, you thought about this Wolf trip you made? Uh, how how Wolf came into your life? How did you heard about Wolf first? Do you remember this? Yeah, it's it's pretty classic story, I guess. Uh, you know, I was uh, a student uh, in a Erasmus program, so I went to Spain uh, to to in Madrid for uh, a year. And when I was there, I met another student who told me about this really cool program called Woofing. That was, I guess, back in 2000, 2010. Um, and it was like, yeah, you should really give it a go one day. And I put that on the you know little corner of my head. And you know, three years later. Um, I was uh, at this point. I was living in the U.S. Uh, in Seattle and uh, working as a software engineer. And I had this moment where I was like, I really, really want to um, experience that. And so I quit my job and uh, I went to uh, make a goat milk and a goat cheese in uh, in the in the, the French Alps uh, for a month and a half. And uh, I really loved it. It was a great experience. Nice, yeah. Quite classic situation. It's nice how many people get their life changed by by Wolf. But then, but then you got involved with the Wolf organization itself, with Wolf France. How was this jump between uh, standard Woofer and um, and the professional working with Wolf? Yeah, well, when I was doing this trip, uh, I, I I just thought to myself, I was like, I really like this this program. I think it's really awesome. I like this organization, but. At the time, the, the, the website of Wolf France was, uh, was really basic. Uh, and, and I really thought, you know, I could help uh, improve it with, with my skill as a software engineer. And uh, so I reached out to the, the Wolf France organization and I offered uh, as a volunteer to make improvements to the website. And this is how it all started uh, in 2014. I spent about nine months uh, redoing the Wolf France website and when we launched a new website I, I realized that I was tied to Wolf for quite a while and uh, and I have been a volunteer for about four or five years uh, before I joined the organization as a as an employee. 
Nice one. I, I totally remember this old website of her friends actually. It was really, really bad. You make a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nice uh, uh, to see <laughs> how uh, all wolf organizations are, are growing with the help of the wolfers, the whole, sometimes with professional help. It's uh, it really going kind of organically. It's super, super interesting how, how thing it works. The first website to done from for France uh, was very similar to the actual one, or the very different. Well, it was it was very different because you know I, I had the chance to have uh, a you know formal software engineering training, and then I also worked uh, you know um, as a tech employee in Seattle, which is really um, using the, all the latest technologies. So I, at this point, I realized that. There was really a big gap that uh, that we had to, to cross um, in order to to bring Wolf into the just modern technologies, and it was also the time where people were starting to use more and more like mobile device and things like that. So I tried to I, I, I tried to really jump uh, a few years from old technology to the newest technologies, and um, even then the, the website, the way it looked in 2014, was very basic compared to what we have today and i think we still have a lot of progress to do but uh yeah it's i it's i think it's pretty good for for a non-profit to to have uh, good technology a lot of non-profits don't have that that chance so i really wanted to make sure that wolf gets uh, gets the best yes and uh I, I didn't told yet to to everybody but uh it's time to unfold a little bit so the, the role of pedro uh, as Pedro said, he's uh, he's uh, nowadays he's the coordinator of Wolf France and he's very involved on the, all this IT revolution inside Wolf France. May I say that? And Pedro is the key person that, that jump ahead and uh, in a collaboration between the Federation of Wolf Organizations and Wolf France, he began to develop this new website that uh, that slowly uh, all the Wolf Organizations are joining, and hopefully until the end of the year. All the organization will be in this unified, uh, we call the common wolf platform uh, too. And uh, Pedro is a key person uh, behind this. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit how how was this jump between Wolf France websites and uh, and broadening it to all the world? Sure. Yeah. Well, the, the way it happened basically is that um, you know in, I joined uh, Wolf France as an employee in 2019, and as as early as 2020, uh, Wolf France formally joined the, the the Federation of Wolf Organization. And during one of the very first meeting with the the IT committee, the IT group, um, we talked about how we could um, upgrade. Uh, the, the website for all wolf, uh, national wolf organizations. And we sort of quickly came to the conclusion that the Wolf France website could be adjusted uh, to accommodate uh, all the other countries. And so we pretty much immediately started to work on this. Uh, we had about, I would say about 18 months of work um, to make sure the, the Wolf France website could work for other, for other countries and a lot of code changes and, and adjustments here and there. Um, and uh, yeah, about a year and a half later, we're ready to onboard new new countries. We first uh, onboarded Wolf uh, Hungary uh, back in December 2021. And we're now in May 2022. So six months later, we have onboarded 10 countries. Um, so we're making um, 
we're making great progress. And uh, yeah, there's another 12 to 13 countries to onboard. Um, and uh, so we're just going to keep working on that this year. Yes, amazing. Really important, uh, important work for the Wolf Movement. I don't know if I told you, but uh, I have very clear on my mind that uh, we had the European coordinators meeting uh, in Hungary in 2020, I think. And uh, remember perfectly coming back from a farm and walking with Shemi from Wolf Spain on my side. And Shemi, uh, Shemi had the IT background too. And uh, I remember he, he was talking, we were talking about the website, about the, 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 the needs of developing our current website. And I remember perfectly saying to me, yeah, we need to keep an eye of the Ulf France website. It's really amazing. And he began to explain a little bit of the technology behind it. And uh, he was really amazed by that. And uh, I really think this was the first little stone that beginning uh, all this process three years ago. Yes, I remember as this, this was actually in 2019. And um, and and uh, when Cecile and David from Wolf Friends came back from this meeting, they, they told me about it, like they were really interested in in using the Wolf Friends website uh, for all the other countries. And, you know, I, I, I kind of knew this was coming uh, <laughs> when I joined Wolf Friends at the end of 2019. I was like, I'm probably going to spend the next two or three years making sure that uh, everyone onboards uh, our, our platform. But uh, yeah, I'm really glad it's happening and it's it's working pretty well. So we're pretty happy with that. And, and you know, one, one of the things we, we've been really trying to do um, for, you know, beyond the technological aspect and the fact that it works fairly well on mobile devices and things like that is really um, offering our members uh, around the world um, a tool that works well um, and that is convenient. And so um, I think for the woofers, one of the biggest advantages of this new platform is that they don't need to create an account in every country. So let's say you want to you want to move in Spain and you know Italy and France uh, before you had to create a separate account in each country, uh, which can be very repetitive uh, because you you basically just introduce yourself three times. Well, with the new system, you just create one account and then when you travel, you can reuse that account in every country. You still have to you still have to pay a membership in every country because there are still national um, non-profit organization in every every country. Um, but uh, but you don't have to recreate an account. Um, if a host leaves a review on your profile after you move in Spain, well, then when you go to Italy, Italian hosts can see that you're already an experienced woofers and that you have positive feedback um, on your profile so there's a lot of a uh, lot of advantages uh, for for the users and i see a big advantage for the future because uh, this is the first step for real unification on the future where we can have eventually regional memberships uh, this is something that we, we need to be discussing internally in in, in wolf but uh, i think this is the future way to go i don't know if you agree with me uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, well, when we talk about unification, I think we, there are two aspects. The first one is unification of our practices. I think agreeing on a common website versus having 22 different websites uh, is, a, is a completely different approach uh, for us because we used to just sort of decide, okay, what do we want to do nationally with Woofing versus agreeing on together? Like, what is 
what is woofing? And so now we sort of agree, okay, the website represents how we want to present woofing to the to the people. And by unifying the website, we unify our practices. And so, um, you know, past, a lot of the work that we had in the last 18 months was having meetings where we all agree, like, how are we going to, how is this all going to work? And how are we going to talk to people? How are we going to present woofing to people? And so I think having this conversation was uh, incredibly important for for the movement uh, because it really uh, it really helped us to 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 unify the, the way we we work um, and and the, the question about membership uh, I, yeah I think I, I think there is definitely a possibility to create a regional membership for woofers who like to travel um, I think it's I think it's definitely a, um, an interesting idea and something that we should explore in the next uh, in the next year or so. And Pedro, despite this uh, this uh, huge advantage of being able to have one single profile and then subscribe to national wolf organizations, what, is, in your opinion, is the major difference from the user's perspective when they use the platform, the CWP2, comparing with the CWP1? Um, I don't know if there is a big difference. I mean, the you know the the website looks a bit different, but we we try to keep it. Uh, we try to keep it simple, uh, and and I, I think the old websites and the new website have similar features. So I don't think users should be completely, um, you know, thrown off or destabilized by the by the new website. I think overall the experience should be should be quite similar. Um, we've we've changed a few things um, between the two websites. I think one of the main things that we've decided not to not to have is the. The ability of a host to reach out to woofers directly. Uh, we want to make sure that it is woofers who engage with the host first, uh, for for several reasons. Uh, but the, the, I think the main one is that we, we think that when hosts reach out to woofers, it can seem like uh, hosts are looking for for laborers and for for laborers. And we we want to make sure that uh, that it is the volunteers who reach out to the host because they are interested in going into their farm specifically. And I don't know if you, most of the people have the, the, this in mind, but it's how is the big exercise um, and uh, how flexible must be all with organizations? Because uh, with USA have very specific requirements, with Italy another, with UK another, with Portugal another, with France another, etc. And uh, everybody sitting in a round table and uh, giving up features or asking for other and. Uh, we have uh, this moment a huge uh, communication going on between all of organizations to try to decide what what features are used are needed to everyone everybody or what features they can drop. So it's really very beautiful democratic uh, roundtable. I'd say at this moment. Yeah, yeah, it's been very interesting. I, I think really, I mean, small organizations, you know, who have like fifty or hundred hosts, they are just overall very happy to just have any functioning website so that's that's a, a lot easier but the, the the largest organizations the one that have 500 1000 or, or or more host um they they you know they have a long history uh sometimes 10 or 15 years uh existence or, or more uh and they have specific practices and so telling everyone hey you know we're gonna go on the same website and 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 we're gonna have the same features definitely means to, to compromise 
Um, but um, we've we've had success so far. I think everyone is is willing to listen to each other's argument, and then we say, you know, you, you have to question yourself and say, do I really do I really need to do is to do this specific thing this way? Can I change my process? Can I? And and overall, after uh, you know, after we've discussed everything, you know, for a little while, we realize that okay, yeah, we can all agree and and. Uh, and, uh, and and come to a conclusion that we don't we don't actually need to be uh, using separate features. We can all agree to be on the same the same boat. Absolutely. And what do you expect that will be the main challenges for CWP two? Well, I, I saw they they I, I thought in the past you know a year and a half ago I was like it's going to be very challenging, very difficult, um, and it's been pretty smooth. Sailing, I, w- I would say. I mean, you know, I said besides those those little discussions we had to have together to agree on how things, um, you know, there's two type of challenges, right? You have the, the, the technical challenges on one side and the quote unquote political challenges on the other side. But both have been pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty easy. Um, I, I think, yeah. Overall, I, I have no complaint. I feel like the everyone who is in FOWO is uh, is is there in a good spirit and has the desire to to move forward? Um, I found that there's little, very little ego, and and people are very much willing to compromise to make to make sure that we move forward quickly. Um, and once everyone is on the same uh, platform, once everyone has joined the CWP2, um, we have many many other projects uh, in the pipe. You know, potentially we're going to have. Uh, um, an application for for mobile devices and things like that. So, there, our our, our work will not stop uh, because we've we've migrated everyone to that new system. There's a lot of other things to do after that. Yes, and nice that we maybe it's time to say to everybody too that we have a new IT now that's working together with Pedro Chibo. Just uh, just come a few weeks ago or one week ago. Huh? Yeah, the, the team is expanding. We, we, yeah, it started with just me, and then, uh, well, just me as a as a, as the engineer, of course. Uh, the IT group is is not just me. Um, and then we had uh, Andrew, who is a, a Wolf host in Hawaii, um, who is um, started as a volunteer and now is doing um, a few hours a week here and there when he has time. And more recently, yeah, uh, last week, we had a third person, Thibaut who is joining part-time. He lives on the French countryside and uh, he, um, he, we, you know, we put a, we put an ad saying we're looking for a software engineer and he, he responded and uh, yeah, I met him last week. He's very nice and skilled and we are going to be working together to move forward a little faster. <laughs> yeah, we're quite good speed, I would say. Huh? Uh, we are, are we ahead schedule, I would say? Or are we okay? We are on schedule. We are we are on schedule. I'm I'm happy with the timeline of 18 months of preparation and one year of migration. I think is uh, so. It's a two and a half year project. Um, I, I think I think it's a it's a good schedule and it allows us to do things well and take the time to discuss and make sure that no one feels forced or or frustrated. Um, so I really appreciate that and it's something you can really only accomplish in a nonprofit world. I've I've spent 10 years working in the private sector and there's always arbitrary deadlines um, that are stressful to engineers uh, and we have little say on on these kind of things. 
So I, I really appreciate that we, we can take the time to work together um, at our own pace. That is something super cool from the nonprofit sector. Is that uh, and and this this one thing I like in Move in general, uh, because you can do things extremely professionally, but without the the, the profit pressure. So uh, the, the the pressure is put on the quality instead of the timelines or instead of profits. So yeah, this is for me. That's I, this is one of the things I love to work for uh, for Wolf. We can do this the things well done but without that crazy stress of the the, the profit sector. Absolutely. And I, I, I on, on that note, I just want to say that it's very important to me that we're not trying to build a system that just brings on as many members as possible. We're not we're not trying to increase membership by having a new platform, but we're, we're just trying to make sure that woofers and hosts meet in the right condition with the right messaging that Everyone who wants to try woofing can do it easily. There's no technological barrier, uh, but it is the work of national organizations behind the platform that are making woofing amazing and that are keeping the spirit and the values of woofing alive. So it's, it's very important that, you know, um, I, I, I really appreciate the, the fact that the website is crucial to, to national organization and to follow the, 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 the software project. But it is not. Um, it is. It's. It's not put above the values. We're not just trying to bring on more members and make more revenue. We're just trying to offer a better tool to our members. Wow, and I think this is the perfect message to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Pedro, for sharing your time with us. And uh, keep coding, but not too much. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being touch. Yeah, it was it was my pleasure. Yeah. You have a have a great day. See you Pedro. Ciao ciao. Okay. Bye. Wolfcast. <laughs>